Wow. Segment number three. Can you see me? I am Yolanda Johnson of Beyond Measure LLC. Segment number one, we featured, we featured Ilka Chavez, president of Corporate Gold. And then segment number two, we featured author Samira Jones. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Alexandra Terpaska. Yes, Terpaska, absolutely. You know, that comes from that good old, you know, speech therapy I had when I was younger. Did, I had speech therapy. Um, you can't tell now. <laughs> I did, yeah, and I actually love to speak with people and it gives me energy. And so you're giving me some great energy right now. Alexandra is the author of The Pain-Free Path to College. And, you know, I want to learn, and I want the people to learn about you, because there are some things I know about you, but I want the people to learn some things about you, because you are so powerful, but you're also so humble that sometimes it's, um, it's like you're a quiet storm. Tell us about Alex, and then I want you to slide right in and talk about the pain-free path to college, because this is important. Tell us about Alex. Well, first, I want to say I'm delighted to be here. I'm honored to be here as your third <laughs> interview, and um, I know that your show is going to be a huge success because all of the women in with which you connect, and I know the other two, I'm just honored to be in the circle and to be uh, among them. And so I, I'm humbled by what you said <laughs> because, um, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm an immigrant, I'm now a U.S. citizen. There's so many sides to my story, and there are many times where I feel like um, I'm a work in progress. Ongoing work in progress, mm -hmm. and it it's, uh, rarely feels like I've arrived, but at the same time, um, I feel like the older I get, the wiser yeah. I get, and some of it maybe would be becoming a parent. Uh huh. Um, I I see that sometimes we are racing to compete with others, mm. and I think in the college journey, that's a big part. We're constantly being compared to all of the other candidates. Do we have the right statistic? Um, mm -hmm. Are our test scores high enough? Are our essays strong enough? Right. And um, I think that makes us feel like we're not good enough. Right. And the, the truth that I want everybody to know, so I'm looking straight at the camera for That's all of true. your viewers, yeah, absolutely. is that you are good enough the way in which you are today. And I think that speaks to all of us. Mm -hmm. It speaks to parents, it speaks to students. Mm -hmm. So if we, if we think about students, and the re reason why I wrote the book, Pain-Free Path to College, is that um, the process when we're applying for college admission mm -hmm. should really be a celebration for the student and the family. Right. So you know, because you have older children exactly. that have graduated from I college. Have two children who have went through college and went through that whole admissions process, and I could have used you, Alex. Yeah, and I'm sure that they and could have used this, but I also know some parents now who really could use a step-by-step -step guide to college admission and life success. Yeah. Wow. Talk about life success as it relates to young folks. Yeah. Then we're going to get into some other things about college. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> so one of the things that I realized is that if you 
the way in which you do one thing is the way in which you do everything. I think we've heard this quote a lot. And so I'm not the one who invented the quote, uh-huh. but at the same time, it resonated with me. So when I was applying for my undergraduate admission, mm-hmm. I was stressing a lot. And I found out that later through life, I was stressing through many transitions. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that I, I wasn't necessarily prepared or having the right mindset for them. Wow. So mindset. There mindset. we go again. Samira Jones talked about that in our last interview. It, yeah. It's a big, big factor. Yeah. And so, um, as I was saying, one of the things that I connect the dots with students yeah. on is um, how does their life fit and how does everything that they've done so far fit into the future? And so I try to show them that, mm-hmm. for example, the fact that they need a resume for college admission doesn't mean that this is the only time when they're going to need a resume. And they can just save it and never use it again. They're going to need it for internships. They're going to need it for fellowships, for job applications. Mm -hmm. So this needs to be a live document that they need to update. And it needs to be a skill Mm -hmm. that they gain right now. So they need to be selective. They need to be thoughtful about their activities. And there is a strategy that goes into it. So um, I talk to them so that they understand the big picture. So there are moments when I compare both the essay and the resume to a trailer for a movie. And so I like that. It's, it's like you, you go and you want to see a movie based on the trailer most of the time because mm-hmm. people talk about it. And it's not long. It's one to five minutes mm-hmm. most of the time on the shorter side. Uh-huh. But it needs to be short enough to entice somebody to want to get to know you. And so you have to be interesting in -hmm. how you portray yourself. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that I see is that when students are anxious, they can't be interesting. Alex, let me ask you this, though. Because um, in my first segment, when I was speaking with Ilka Chavez, we spoke about Can You See Me? Mm -hmm. Women, Leadership, and Race, right? And, And promoting diversity and inclusion and strengthening race relations. Within education... Do you think that society is causing that anxiety amongst young folks? Because I hear a lot, you know, I've done a lot of interviews of, for people to get jobs and all of that. And I've heard people get excited when they hear big names, right? Oh, this person went to Yale. This person went to Harvard. Or this person went here. Or, oh, this person went to college. Yeah. But... Isn't that unfair? And doesn't that show a lack of diversity within education, you know, and a lack of um, almost, instead of a lack, almost an increase in biasness of where you went to college at? So I think what I'm asking you is, do you think that we are causing that anxiety because of that? Um, uh, it's almost as if it's a, um, an imbalance, right? In society, what are we doing to young folks? <laughs> We're stressing them out. And um, I wouldn't blame the universities for wanting to be better ranked. Um, Ranking them uh, based on how many students get jobs right after college, it's actually a pretty good measure in Mm -hmm. sort of tailing whether or not you should get a $100,000 loan Mm -hmm. if, in fact, afterwards you can't get a job. So I think that in some ways it holds universities accountable to keep on pouring in, into and investing into developing the mm-hmm. best that they could be. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't necessarily see a problem with the ranking system. Okay. But I see a problem when we try to expect from our children that they go to, that everybody goes to the number one, two, or top 30 or something like mm-hmm. that. Because the truth is, it's not for everybody. Right. And I think 
you know, we all as professional mm -hmm. can all dream of developing the next Coca-Cola or being the next, um, you know, Oprah, say, like Oprah or, <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, I can't be the next Steve Jobs. I can only be Alex Terpkowska. Yes. And I can be the best Alex Terpkowska. And there's nobody that can be Yolanda yes. in this segment. Yes. Yes. Well, can you see me? Because it's just you and everybody mm. has such a unique talent. Mm. So for everybody, I believe that there is a different school that is the right fit. That's good. And we should not look down on it. And I think Warren Buffett speaks a lot on this, mm -hmm. um, that he did transfer out of an Ivy League institution to go to the University of Nebraska, pay a lot less, get the same education, yeah. and uh, graduate and make lots of many, uh, money, like billions, okay. and he graduated without any school debt. So I did graduate with minor debt, mm -hmm. but at the same time, if I could advise somebody else on anything, yeah. I would advise them. Speaking to the to, camera when you say choose. this part. Yeah. Yes. I would advise you as both parents and students uh -huh. to choose what's the right fit for you. To stop racing this this game of keeping up with the Joneses. Because yeah. it doesn't matter where the Joneses are. Mm -hmm. I don't want students to be depressed. I don't want them to feel like they've made the wrong choice. That's good. Not after so much work. It takes so much work to get into college. I don't want them to have a quarter-life crisis with student debt and to not use their degree. I want them to really choose what is right for them and go forward from there. So, so to your awesome. question about what do we do to students, I think that instead of celebrating them, mm -hmm. we talk about, yes, but you didn't do this. Yes, Ooh. but you could have done that for longer. Wow, we need to do better. Go ahead. So wow, I, and I, I think like it's like even when I'm talking to my kids or trying to figure out what activities they would they should get engaged in, there is a part of me that's very competitive and thinks about oh this would look good on a college application. Yeah. And then a, a moment later, the reality sets in of it doesn't matter. It yeah. really doesn't matter at their early age, but it also just doesn't matter. Period. Right. Because for them. What are they going to like to do when they're 16 and 17 when we have this conversation? Is going to be what truly matters. That's really good. And one of the things that you said earlier is about that essay and showing who you are and all of that. And, and isn't that wonderful? <laughs> who are you? You know, can you see me? Teaching young people at an early age how important it is that um, people see who they are, right? And that we raise people, we raise our children to be kind people, to be good people, to get involved in their communities, to be a part of things that are happening out there in the world. Yes, your grades are important, but I've found through interviewing folks for jobs is that some folks have the grades and the transcript, but they don't have the people skills and the relational skills and things of that nature. Talk about that. How, is, how important is it for young folks to have just as much good grades as it is to have good people skills and good relational skills? It's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like everybody should be a whole package. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, and um, 
I've been listening quite a bit to Dave Ramsey at least recently, Ooh. and they've done. A so you're study. trying to get your money right when you listen to exactly. Dave Ramsey. I get it. I definitely um, get it. One of the things that he talks about in the newest book that they have published is about uh, everyday millionaires, mm -hmm. and um, I think that when we talk about success, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the successful people actually did not have strong GPAs, mm -hmm. and sometimes being innovative um, and having a vision and, and having even a strong ethic, they don't coincide always with doing well at school. Mm -hmm. A lot of students have to work to put themselves through school right. or support a family. So not everybody's story is gonna be, my focus is completely on academics 24 seven and therefore right. I can do really well in school. Right. Um, but the interpersonal skills are critical yes. because we live in a society and even though technology is replacing a lot of um, young people's need for connection to each other, mm -hmm. which creates a lot of problems, right. especially when you have depression and so many other issues and anxiety, which are normal things to go through. Right. When you don't have a network, network like even our network, yeah, where I can huge, relate right? to you or mm -hmm. I can relate to somebody else and just know that I can pick up the phone and talk. Um, a lot of people just wait for their phone to create a buzz from somebody mm. sending them a message mm -hmm. or liking their picture. And yeah. if they're not getting 100 likes on a picture, their self-worth is down. So wow. it's, it's not, it, the relational piece is just so important for everybody's health, health and well-being. Wow. Our teamwork, when we start working in a professional environment, mm -hmm. like you said, when you're interviewing people, mm -hmm. you want somebody that's going to be on, on your team, that right. you're going to want to see on an everyday basis. I love that. Even if I can work remotely, I still will need to call you up and have yeah. a conversation. And if it's just transactional, it really, it's, it hurts both of us. Yeah. So two things that I want to make sure we cover before we end. One is... You just spoke about health and well-being. Mm -hmm. How does Alex make sure that she maintains health and well-being? <laughs> Alex could do a better job at that. I think we all can, right? <laughs> yes, yes. What, what, what does it for you? If you had to speak about one thing that helps you, because you two have two small children who are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Peter and Annabelle. That's right. right. Yeah, so cute. So cute. But tell me how you maintain, and, and you're a single mom. Yeah. You are a mom raising children on your own on a daily basis, although their dad is in their life, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I, I had to clarify that, and we'll go into that in an, on another segment, <laughs> right? But what do you do for your own health and well-being? Um... I would say the, if I had to pick one thing, one thing. the one thing that truly matters, <laughs> not 10, uh -huh. one thing, um, would be to sort of, um, to listen to my body mm -hmm. and to, I kind of want to say like to move to my own beat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, many times I go to sleep with my kids and that mm -hmm. can mean 8 to 8.30 bedtime. Yeah. That also means that I'm always up before 5. I'm often up at two, three mm -hmm. uh, a.m. And for me, that means catching up on work. It means reading anything that I may want to read, right. uh, whether it's self-development or sometimes just journaling and That's having good. time to yeah. be still. Mm -hmm. When I'm not busy chasing, whether it's work deliverables or my kids. Yeah. And I love playing with them. I like to be present with them and not mm -hmm. be distracted. Yeah. But um, 
there are people that will say, oh my God, why did you get up at two, three, five? Yeah, mm -hmm. it seems too early for them. But the thing is, that works for me. And I already yeah. got my good night's sleep. So yeah. I don't have to feel either guilty or like I need to fit into somebody else's puzzle. That's so good. There's a stillness early in the morning, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes my daughter will say, Mom, why would you be up at five? <laughs> like, there is a stillness in the morning that it's very hard to get at other times of the day because once everybody else gets moving, then they're pulling you and their energy starts to pull you. But that stillness in the morning is yeah. so profound. I love that stillness, everybody. Get quiet, right? Yeah. Find your quiet time. And then the last thing I want to end on, Alex, you know, um, and you go wherever you want to go with this. You spoke about being an immigrant. You spoke, spoke about being a, a, a mother, a woman, finding that health and well-being. Um, a mom raising two children. You spoke about young people going to college. We are weeks away from election day. Yes, we are. Right? Tell us with everything, just in who Alex is and the things that you've seen and the things that you've experienced, and I'm not asking you to be a political expert, but what I am asking is I'd love to hear your point of view on how important it is that folks get out there and vote. Yeah. In I mean, this election. <laughs> it's critical. And I would say in every election. Yeah. If if you have a vote, you have a responsibility yeah. to speak for yourself. Because it's not even though we elect officials, it's not always their responsibility to make sure that they know what's important to us. By voting, we let them know what's important to us. Right. Um, I think that now more than ever. It's important for us, frankly, to step away from um, our social media activism, where it's great that we may have billions of likes on a particular video, whether it's about social justice or, or education and, and revolting mm -hmm. around student loans, mm. or teachers that have to have two or three jobs to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, let's put our values first and mm -hmm. vote with our values. So regardless wow. of what your party is, I think we can all agree on some basics. Wow. And I think that education matters. Okay. I think that um, supporting each other in this society does matter. So mm -hmm. whatever your viewpoint is, mm -hmm. it's important to make sure that you go when you're heard and that mm -hmm. you also inform yourself. Inform yourself, go and with your values. And step away from social media for and that step day. away. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, that's so awesome. One one thing that you want to leave the folks with, look directly into the camera. Whatever you want to tell them. Um, I would say remember to take time each day to celebrate yourself. I think the world um, does a really good job at tearing us down, and um, sometimes we do that to ourselves really well. And so if we as a family unit or as a community can remember to be nice to each other, to be kind to each other, um, and if you don't have that in your community, then seek that out. But if you can't find somebody else, then you do it to yourself with self-affirmations and building yourself up. Because the thing is, if you were to write 50 awesome things about yourself <laughs> and look at it daily, wow. I promise you that you're going to know that you are an awesome individual that we all welcome in our lives. Thank you.
That's so awesome. There you have it. Alex Terpkowska, The Pain-Free Path to College. Thank you, Alex. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Absolutely. <laughs>